Section 39 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 39. Saturday, July 1, 1780. My soul pants after God more and more. Oh, that I were filled with strong, constant, humble, suffering love. I preached at the widow Ellis's on Hebrews 10, 21 through 24. I was fervent, had liberty, and spoke as searchingly as I could to saints and sinners. Here Edward Dromgoul met me, and I appointed James Mallory for a Norfolk circuit, as there have been a few people kept together, notwithstanding the absence of the preachers. Sunday 2 I rode to Lindsay's A Rough Road, had about seventy people, and spoke on Second Corinthians 4, 4 through 6. Now I have done in this circuit. The Lord has blessed me in body and soul. Tomorrow I am going to Tar River. Edward Dromgoul is hardy in good old Methodism. We have had great union. I hope he will check the spirit of some of the divisive men. I wrote to R. Ellis, read my select scriptures. God is with us. It may be trials are coming, but no matter. Why should I fear? The Lord liveth, and he is my rock. Monday 3. Very rainy night, with thunder and lightning. I am grieved to see slavery, and the manner of keeping these poor people. I set out for Tar River. After riding about five miles I was told I could not cross Bear Swamp. But by the guidance of a Baptist friend, came through that and two very deep creeks. Afterward I left my guide. We had traveled a few miles together and talked in a friendly manner. Rode three miles farther and was stopped by what was called Ben's Creek. The bridge was gone, and a man said it was ten feet deep. I then made for Falcom's Bridge on Little Fishing Creek, but the low ground was covered and no bridge to be seen. Lodged at Mr. Falcom's was known and kindly entertained. I labored to make Mrs. Falcom sensible of her danger, and hope not in vain. Prayed evening and morning in the family. Tuesday 4. I rode by Miller's Crossroads to Great Fishing Creek, a rough way, but got safe along, and was comforted in mind. Crossed Great Fishing Creek, stopped at Sandy Creek, where I found a kind old man, Brother Howell, lodged with him, and spent my time peaceably. Wednesday 5. Set out to Green Hills, but with difficulty I got along. But this was not all, for in going the distance of four miles I rode eight, and was tried to purpose. On account of the waters, I have ridden about thirty miles out of my way, and am now twenty-six miles from the place of preaching to-morrow. Have been happy till to-day, but when lost, I began to feel like fretting against persons and things. Oh, my God, pardon me in this. I was very kindly entertained, and blessed with fellowship at Green Hills, but never met with so many difficulties as I have met with in this circuit. I hope for the greater blessings. am kept by grace, and enjoy health in this hot weather, though so far to the south. Have peace of soul, bless the Lord. Thursday 6 rode twenty-six miles, 
exceeding hot, and my horse suffered greatly. When I came to the place about seventy people were met, singing and praying. I spoke on Hebrews 4, 13 through 16, had not much strength of soul or body. The people appeared inattentive, and their minds full of the present troubles. Friday 7. A day of fasting, till near three o'clock. I was weak, and lodging on the floor was uncomfortable. Saturday 8. Rode to Cypress Chapel, had liberty in speaking on First John 1, 8, 9, to about 100 people. Here James O'Kelly met me. He spoke, and appeared to be a warm-hearted good man. But he was troubled with the people about these times. At Ross's I spoke on Revelations 22, 10 through 19. I had an opening. And one Lindsay, an exhorter, spoke. An honest, zealous man. He has lost his little property by these times. I have ridden near one hundred miles this week, and as severe, constant hot weather as I ever knew. Sunday 9. Preached at Green Hills to about four hundred souls on 1 Thessalonians 2, 4. The subject was new, the people dead. I had not much liberty. James O'Kelly spoke on, Have ye understood all these things? He raised high, and was very affecting, but to little purpose. There are evils here. The meeting not solemn. The women appeared to be full of dress, the men full of news. These people are gospel slighters. I fear some heavy stroke will come on them. James O'Kelly and myself enjoyed and comforted each other. This dear man rose at midnight, and prayed very devoutly for me and himself. He cries, Give me children, or I die. But I believe no preaching or preacher will do much good at present. I was condemned for telling humorous anecdotes, and knew not whether it was guilt or fear, lest my friends should think I go beyond the bounds of prudent liberty. It is dreadful when a preacher is put to it to vindicate himself. Monday 10 through heat and for want of retirement, I suffer loss. But bless God for health and faith. I made my journey to Roger Jones's. About sixty people. God was with us. The people spoke of the goodness of the Lord. Tuesday 11. Had a heavy night. Rose up and laid myself down on the floor upon my nightgown. Slept in pain. Rose at four o'clock prayed in private and in the family, then set off at six o'clock, had hilly roads, and after riding five or six hours came to my appointment, had very little freedom in speaking to about one hundred people. Here I met with W. Partridge. The Lord keeps me in health. I cast all my care upon him. Wednesday 12. I rode to Cooper's upon Tar River, had about one hundred and twenty people. I was under discouragements before I began, but the Lord helped me. These people have heard Baptists and Presbyterians, but I fear to little purpose. God assisted me to deliver my own soul. I rode to a friend's and had great difficulty on the way, but I am kept from murmuring. While laboring for other souls, my own is blessed, have felt nothing contrary to love for some days past. Thursday 13 
rode to the chapel, had an insensible people, full of the spirit of the world. I labored hard to preach on Luke 13, 23-25. Then rode to Captain Pope's. I am distressed with the troubles of the times, and here there are great commotions. I went to the preaching-house, and poured out my soul to God for some time in the evening. My heart found rest, and felt power to trust God with my life and my all. Oh, why doth my cowardly flesh complain? Friday 14. God was with me. I was comforted with Brother Pope, a lame, wise, and pious man. He has built a preaching-house almost himself. Who can tell what a man may do under divine assistance? He makes a few cards, teaches a few children, and says he lives as well as ever he did in his life. I was much comforted at the preaching-house this morning. I suffered much for want of a place of retirement. I cannot go into the woods. There are so many ticks, chigos, and such insects at this season upon the ground. Retired at six o'clock to the chapel. It has been a Bethel to me. My day of fasting and humiliation has been blessed to my soul. Saturday, 15. After spending some time in the chapel alone, I set out to Pascal's, about six o'clock. I came in before twelve. I spoke very close and plain on Acts 26, 18, to about thirty people, and had but little faith for them. Rode on to B. Hartfield's, about twenty miles, much fatigued with the badness of the road. Sunday, 16. I rose unwell, and somewhat dejected. Lord, keep me from the power of wicked men, devils, and sin. Sometimes I think, will that infinite being we call God, who commands kingdoms, continents, and worlds, take care of such a worm as I? Then I consider, he is infinite, and cannot be hurried so as to forget any person. He can keep me as securely as if there were none but myself in the world. Lord, give me faith to trust in Thee every moment, even in my greatest dangers. I spoke on Second Thessalonians 1, 6-9. I had great light, but the people seemed hardened. I fear judgment will overtake them before they will be awakened. I never felt more engaged, and hardly a person moved. I read my select scriptures, and had my soul much taken up with God. The few people in society seemed tender at Brother Hartfield's. Monday, 17. I set out about five o'clock, and rode to Crawford's upon Noose River, about twenty miles alone. Was tried at times, but had some sense of God. Was not so free from my temptations, but kept from sinning or yielding in heart. There were many people. I spoke with liberty on First Peter 4, 18. There was a melting among the people, but they are rich, and are not cured of the love of money. Tuesday, 18. Rode to Kimbrough's, sixteen miles, crossed Noose River. Many Baptists to hear. They were serious, and I spoke feelingly, and aimed at their hearts, from Romans eight twenty-four through 26. I met Brother Poitras, much cast down. The people are lifeless in religion. But, bless the Lord, I have had a good entrance, and a comfortable sense of the Divine Presence. After dinner, I was alone in the woods an hour, had sweet meltings, came back and wrote these lines for future consolation. 
Wednesday, 19. I rode to Abraham Hills and had great liberty in speaking from Hebrews 4, 10, etc. Then Brother Poythress spoke, and we had a refreshing shower according to prayer. We afterward spent some time in reading, out of what I had written and abridged, upon the art of speaking and preaching. I find the spirit of separation on account of the ordinances is very high among preachers and people, but I hope it will be checked. Thursday 20. Rode twelve miles to Tignall Jones's. Hilly, rocky roads. About eighty people to hear. While I was speaking, General Hugain came in, and heard part of my sermon. He is a polite, well-behaved, conversable gentleman. We dined together. After dinner, I set out on my journey. We came to a desperate creek called Northeast, in Chatham County, where the bridge was carried away by the freshet. We had to go through among rocks, holes, and logs. I was affrighted. Yea, it was wonderful that the carriage did not overset. Brother Poythress said the horse was down twice, and covered all but his head. However, the water kept up the carriage, and we came safe through all our difficulties, to Brother Merritt's. Hitherto the Lord hath helped, body, soul, horse, and carriage. There is a providence attending animate and inanimate creation. Here I met Brother Allen, a promising young man, but a little of a dissenter. Saturday, 22. We set out for crumps over rocks, hills, creeks, and pathless woods and low land, and myself in the carriage. The young man with me was heartless before we had traveled a mile, but when he saw how I could bush it, and sometimes force my way through a thicket, and make the young saplings bend before me, and twist and turn out of the way, or path, for there was no proper road, he took courage. With great difficulty we came in about two o'clock, after traveling eight or nine hours, the people looking almost as wild as the deer in the woods. I preached on Titus 2, 10 through 12. Sunday, 23. We passed Haw River, wide but shallow, bad going down and coming up. They took the carriage over by hand. Then we had to travel the pathless woods and rocks again. After much trouble and fear and dejection, we came to Taylor's Preaching House, where they were pressing horses, as we expected. But I came off safe, and spoke on Second Peter 1, 5-12. I had some liberty, but the people's minds were in confusion. Poor souls, well they might, when there were such works carried on. The time to favor this people, I fear, is past. And they seem hardened, and no preaching affects them, at least not mine. They are exceedingly ignorant withal. There are a few serious people, but much distressed one way or another. I have traveled thirty miles, and could not avoid traveling on Sunday, for I had not where to stay. Rode to Brother Beck's, and was much fatigued. Found Brother Beck sick. He has a gracious wife. Monday, 24. Cool, like the fall. I am kept in peace rose with a sense of God's presence. Have only time to pray and write my journal. Always upon the wing, as the rides are so long, and bad roads. It takes me many hours, as in general I walk my horse. I crossed Rocky River about ten miles from Haw River. It was rocky, sure enough. It is in Chatham County, North Carolina. 
I can see little else but cabins in these parts, built with poles, and such a country as no man ever saw for a carriage. I narrowly escaped being overset, was much affrighted, but providence keeps me, and I trust will. I crossed Deep River in a flat boat, and the poor ferryman's sinner swore because I had not a silver shilling to give him. I rode to Friend Hinton's, borrowed a saddle, and rode near six miles to get three, as we were lost. When we came to the place there were about sixty people. I was at some loss whom to preach to, saints or sinners, but found sinners as unfeeling as those who were out of the reach of mercy. I spoke on First Peter 5, 9-12. I was glad to get away, for some were drunk, and had their guns in meeting. I expect to see some of these people again, and believe they will be humbled in time, but I fear not by the gospel, which they have slighted, but by judgments. We came back and found a serious family, was blessed in a family meeting. The Lord filled our hearts with His love. I had a fever in the night, rose refreshed in the morning. Tuesday, 25. Was engaged in private and family prayer for divine protection. For I dwell as among briars, thorns, and scorpions. The people are poor and cruel one to another. Some families are ready to starve for want of bread, while others have corn and rye distilled into poisonous whiskey, and a Baptist preacher has been guilty of the same. But it is no wonder that those who have no compassion for the non-elect souls of people should have none for their bodies. These people have had some religion, but if any seeth his brother need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, so as neither to give nor sell, how dwelleth the love of God in that man? These are poor Christians. We left our worthy friend Hinton's, a kind family, who parted with us in tears. I hope to see this place again. I have seen it many times, with a change for the better. We forded Deep River, rode to White's, within ten miles of the camp, into a settlement of people from Pennsylvania. Some were Quakers. I preached at White's to about twenty people was very unwell by a disorder in my bowels. Then rode sixteen miles to R. Kennan's. It was rainy, and we rode two miles in the dark through the woods, but came safe about ten o'clock, fatigued, and under a temptation to stop. But reading Paul to Timothy, where he says, I charge thee before God, etc., I resolved to go on. And though but little time and opportunity for retirement, not any for reading or gaining knowledge, yet saving souls is better. But people are so distracted with the times, they are afraid to leave their houses, or ride their horses. I acknowledge the providence and immediate hand of God in my journey. Though it be not of general benefit, I shall gain a general knowledge of the preachers and people, and strengthen our union. Wednesday, 26. I preached at Harris's to about one hundred people, with some opening. It was well I did not give way and rest today. Thursday, 27. Rose in some consolation, and read a few chapters in the Testament. I acknowledge the goodness of God in preserving my health, life, and horse, from these people. They are very vile, and if there is any mischief done, it is laid to the soldiers. People rob, steal, and murder one another with impunity. Rode twelve miles to West's, about one hundred people, 
some faithful Baptists. I spoke with Thomas Brown, a preacher who, with twelve more, is separated from the separate Baptists on account of their slackness in discipline. I had fellowship with the man. We spent some time together. I told him the danger of being alone, and advised them to meet in a class, one with another. My trials are great, riding twenty miles a day or more, rocky roads, poor entertainment, uncomfortable lodging, little rest night or day. But thanks be to God, he keeps me. The more I do and suffer, the greater the crown. Friday, 28. Rode twelve miles to the chapel, and preached to one hundred people, on First Peter 4, 18, with some life. But the people were unfeeling. I had an exceeding rough road, through woods, over rocks, through creeks, etc. I expect fewer trials every day, and frequently find more. I will therefore expect greater. I rode seven miles to Mr. Trice's, was kindly entertained, had the pleasure of seeing and conversing with Brother Bailey from Ireland, a good and sensible man. I slept well, and am better. I praise God for health. Saturday, 29. Rode to Rhodes's, and preached to about two hundred people, on Titus 3, 2-8. I had some light. Brother Bailey and Allen spoke. I hope it will revive the work. I then went on to Alston's. Sunday, 30. Preached at Noose Preaching House to about four hundred people, had not much liberty. These people have had an abundance of preaching from the Baptist and Methodists till they are hardened. I am kept in peace, power, and love to God, and from every moral evil. In the evening a heavy rain came on. I lodged at Mr. Allen's. There are many trials in my way, but the Lord hath brought me on. To him be all glory now and ever. I have lately passed through Cumberland, Chatham, Orange, and Wake counties in North Carolina. Brother Bailey has agreed to give up all business and travel with me, and go to labor in the north. B. Allen and E. Bailey spoke at Noose after me. I hope some good was done, and the work will revive. The people in these parts have been hurt with Calvinism. Our first preachers moved their passions, and they hastily and improperly joined. And afterward they dropped off from society, and there was a great falling away. The ordinance places seem very barren. Monday 31. A very rainy day. I rested at Mr. Allen's, read in the New Testament, and prayed in the family four times. Tuesday, August 1, 1780. We were discouraged by the rivers, but set out late to Clenys, crossed Eno with difficulty. The water ran over the footboard of my carriage. After that, I rode a stony, hilly way about twelve miles, came in by the time Edward Bailey had preached an alarming sermon on Seek the Lord while he may be found. Then I preached from Hebrews 2, 1 through 3. Afterward, Beverly Allen spoke, and prayed mightily. This is a settlement of Irish Pennsylvanians. Through all my troubles I am kept in peace, faith, and love. We were blessed in family prayer, speaking to them, and praying for them. I am this day to go towards Hillsborough with reluctance. But at God's command I go, and from no other motive. 
I feel no temper or desire but to do the will of God. Wednesday 2. Rode seven miles to Hillsborough, and preached in the house of Mr. Courtney, a tavern, to about two hundred people, on Hosea 10.12. It is time to seek the Lord. They were decent, and behaved well. I was much animated, and spoke loud and long. Before I set off this morning I felt dejected, but on the way it vanished. I felt faith to believe we should have a peaceable, profitable meeting, and trust it was so. They have had a warning. Edward Bailey and Brother Allen gave exhortations. I came back to hold a watch-night, without eating or drinking, though importuned to take refreshment. Hitherto the Lord has helped me through continual fatigue and rough roads. Little rest for man or horse, but souls are perishing, time is flying, and eternity comes nearer every hour. Thursday 3. We set off for Pittsylvania, and traveled twenty-five miles to John Lee's. Came in about eight o'clock. God is at work, and I hope I shall be blessed here more than in the three circuits past. I felt a solemn, melting sense of God upon my heart in family prayer. I had a sensible feeling for my northern friends, when I heard of the fighting in the Jerseys. I fear they will be distressed. I am kept in peace. FRIDAY 4 I was never more devoted to God. It makes me think I am in my duty. I was tempted and tried in Delaware to prepare me for, and drive me to, this work, and believe if I had not started I should have suffered great loss in my soul. I admire the hand of God in disposing of me, and wonder and own His providence. SATURDAY 5 Our quarterly meeting began at Henley's Preaching House. I preached on Colossians 1, 27 through 29. Then Brother Bailey, Ivy, and Morris spoke. There was some reviving among the people. We lodged at John Lee's. My mind was much drawn out. We retired to an old log shop, and prayed frequently, and found our hearts sweetly united together. Sunday 6. We had a great meeting, love feast at ten, very warm weather a log-house covered with long shingles, the sun beating through. At one o'clock preaching began, I spoke on Ephesians 3, 16-18, to about five hundred people, was blessed, and the word went with power. Some were moved, some hardened, yet I hope good was done, and the work will revive. End of section 39. Recording by Brian Keenan.